Welcome to the Catapult Catalyst Experience for straight talk strategies, ideas, and personal stories to help improve your catapult mindset. I'm your host, Dana Weber, founder of Catapult Catalyst. Learn how people like you have propelled their business, the hurdles they overcame, and what they do to maintain this determination. Are you looking for habits, hacks, and motivation that will crush your feelings of fear, frustration, and stagnation? This podcast is for you. I'm so excited to welcome Heather Boyd as our very first guest on the Catapult Catalyst Experience show. It makes complete sense to me that Heather should be the first guest. Uh, We've known each other for over 10 years and have watched each other literally grow up in our businesses. I remember when Heather and I took a Twitter workshop together and how quickly she gained followers and knowledge. She's one of these superstars. Since then, I've watched her tackle one platform at a time, and it's been so, so inspiring. As an outsider watching Heather overcome her introversion and her fear of the camera has been a source of kapow and what this podcast is all about, finding that courage, taking those leaps, and experiencing great growth and satisfaction. And here you have her, Heather Boyd. Hey there. This is so awesome to be your first guest on the podcast. Thank you. Well, I couldn't think of someone better for the first podcast, that's for sure, as an example of somebody who really has catapulted her business and attacked so many new opportunities and platforms as your business has grown. It's incredible. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, that's for sure. And it's been fun watching you. (laughs) So before we jump into our five catapult keys, can you share with our listeners your entrepreneurial history? So I know you wear three hats. Uh, You're a YouTuber with over 27,000 subscribers. 24. 24? Yeah. Oh, I thought yeah. it was. Well, well, if we blink, or yeah. hopefully by the end of this show, it'll be up to 27,000, right? Yeah. Could be. And over 600,000 views on just one video, mm-hmm. and I believe over a million hits on all your videos yeah, together. Two, two million all Two million altogether. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Then you're a wire artist, and you have everything on Etsy. Yes. And your third hat is as a blogger. So I'd love it if you could share a little bit about uh, each of these and how they come together. Okay. Well, that's, uh, I guess, my my main hat would be I'm an artist, uh, first and foremost. I, I was weaned on arts and crafts, and I always did a lot of art growing up. I studied fine art at the University of Guelph and actually took a minor in consumer studies, which is interesting because I did courses in marketing and design, uh, not knowing in the future I, I would become an entrepreneur, but uh, it was very providential. And so I worked in, after I graduated, I worked in Toronto for a year as a graphic designer and in a corporate neckwear company, which is probably the most (laughs) boring thing you can imagine. But I didn't mind the work. It was interesting. This was in the days before computers. So I was using line tape and, you know, doing everything manually. And I learned a lot. It was very cool. But my boss was extremely verbally abusive to his employees. And it just completely turned me off having a job and I swore I quit when I quit my job after a year I swore to myself I would never have a full-time boss again and over the years I've had part-time jobs but never had a full-time job since that time that's 30 years ago that's what I call the the silver lining of a bad experience exactly exactly so uh, so after that I moved to Montreal on an opportunity I had a sublet a friend sublet her apartment 
And because that opportunity knocked, I took advantage. I somehow struggled with my almost non-existent French to get a, a, a permit to sell jewelry on the streets of Montreal. And I was making these little hand-painted buttons, which were totally art, artsy and nobody knew what to do with them. Everybody thought I was crazy. So I would go and stand on the street for eight hours trying to sell these buttons. I made $3 a day on a good day. And so my whole summer, I kind of struggled with that. I, I did pretty well at the Jazz Fest. That wasn't too bad. And then at the end of the summer, I met my now husband who was making wire bicycles. And I just fell in love with, you know, fell in love with him, fell in love with the medium. And I've been making wire art ever since. Wow. How yeah. many years ago was this? 30 years. 1989. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So that's that's the art part. And then as for the YouTube part, I've always loved teaching. I've always loved kids. You know, find me at a party in the corner doing arts and crafts with the children. And uh, so over the years, uh, especially as my daughter was at different, you know, ages, like daycare, school, all that, I would go in and do arts and crafts with the kids which morphed into doing birthday parties, which morphed into doing crafts um, at, at uh, libraries, you know, demonstrations and workshops. And then just naturally when YouTube came along, um, it was actually my daughter that inspired me to get into it because she was doing different kinds of music videos, uh, opening videos, things on YouTube. And I said, well, why don't I try it? So I just dove in. My first video was a, like a crappy tour of my studio, my messy dining room table. And then I started doing like demos of wire making, just showing my hands. And, uh, and then gradually I took the leap and then started filming myself and just showing myself and introducing myself and getting to know you know people on YouTube. And that's when my, my channel kind of exploded. I remember in your first videos of how you were only showing your hands. <laughs> just my hands, I know. <laughs> And conversations we've had about, yeah. you got to turn the camera around and let people meet the artists. I know. And How many years ago did you start with YouTube? So YouTube was probably almost 10 years ago. Really? Yeah, I've been on it a long time. I wasn't that consistent. And so when I did become more consistent doing weekly videos, that's when my channel uh, really started to take off, which, mm -hmm. was, which was cool. And then the third thing you mentioned was blogging. And blogging was just a natural progression of loving to share other people's things and I've always been a sharer and and I think that came from you know my mom was the same way she would always uh, you know share things with people I remember even my grandma used to cut little clippings out of newspapers and and save them for people and just to share information and to just just spread mm -hmm. knowledge type of thing and uh, and so I think um, the blogging came as a natural progression of wanting to share ideas and and other people's works and and other artists. And so the I've been blogging for a few years, and that morphed into doing a podcast, which you were uh, a guest on my podcast. That's so, right. Uh, so yeah, that's that's sort of me in a nutshell. Wow, <laughs> that's that's quite some nut there. <laughs> in more ways than one, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's amazing to me how. Uh, you you just had and I've always watched this steadfast uh, commitment to just taking the next step and taking mm -hmm. the next step, and I and I it, I really it's it's really awesome to watch, and I I wonder how much do you feel that your uh, love of sharing and your mm -hmm. impulse to share has contributed to your own um, influence status, shall we say? Okay. Well, I think I think because I do love to share 
work. I don't think it's a necessarily a natural progression that people share my work, but certainly people see me. Like I, I'm pretty omnipresent, uh, omnipresent on social media, you know, with all that I do. And I just think in sharing other people's things, I think I grow as a person. And that's something I'm finding with the podcast, especially because the way I do it, it's pretty labor intensive. I, I film the podcast, there's an interview, and then I... Um, turn it into audio and then I transcribe it. So with each level of going through all the texts, I'm, I revisit what people are conversations that I'm having with people and I learn so much. And I think that's something that I've always been a lifelong learner. And to me, that's, I just thrive on learning. So sharing um, is part of that process. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think, I think you're quite novel in that way. <laughs> um, most people treat marketing as, self-promotion mm. and trying to do that and mm. uh, I have no doubt that your desire to share has a huge impact on where you are today. Yeah I think it, it probably is a, na a natural byproduct of, of what I'm doing. It's not necessarily my intention but it certainly it comes from the process. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you. Thank, thank you so you. much for that. So I wanted to ask you the question and this is a question I ask uh, or I'm going to be asking yeah. everyone, is can you share an experience or a decision that you took in your business that really catapulted you forward, that really, um, you know, you saw there was a huge distinct difference between before and after. Mm -hmm. And then I want to know what prompted you or what compelled you to take this risk? Mm -hmm. Well, I think there are a few, definitely. Uh, I would say one of the biggest leaps that I took would, would be having joined the We Too Women's Entrepreneurial Exchange Network, which is where we met. Mm -hmm. And that for many reasons. One was because as an artist, you live a very solitary existence. You know, I would meet people at certain events and, and different things. But when you work at home, you're very isolated. And so I found when I joined We Too, first of all, at the time, I wasn't making a whole lot money so just joining was a bit of a financial um, investment getting up at 7 a.m. to go to breakfast meetings which thank god they're not at 7 a.m. anymore that was a huge commitment uh, being an artist and usually not getting up till you know 10 a.m. or something and uh, and then just putting myself out there going to meetings speaking up meeting people um, that to me was a big a big leap for sure. So joining joining a network, and I think it's really important. Uh, another thing would be um, for YouTube, for example, more recently, investing money in an online course to help my YouTube channel, which is something that I did, which was a big financial investment. I've been watching a lot of freebies, you know, by this, um, she, it's my uh, YouTube mentor, Sunny Leonard Ducey. So she had a lot of like freebies and stuff that I would follow and I hesitated. And then I finally took the leap and took her online course. So that was a big investment, but well worth it. You know, these things we think, we hold ourselves back either time-wise, money-wise, or whatever, and then we realize when you do jump in, it's so worth it. You get paid back, you know, tenfold what you put into it. Absolutely, yeah. I uh, recall some of those early days myself mm -hmm. when I, I didn't have a data pack on my phone, and I would hurry home to make sure I didn't miss any emails. Yes. And you often, um, you know, you're often 
behaving in a way that's detrimental to the growth of your business and yes. you don't even realize it. And usually I also agree that it has to do with a financial investment or a time investment and commitment. Exactly. And I remember one of the one of the We Too meetings uh, when I didn't really know you very well and you came up to me and, and I guess you had looked at my Etsy shop and things and I remember you coming up to me and saying, oh, Heather, you really need a website for, for what you're doing. And at the time I was clueless I had no idea and and then same thing I hesitated for a little while and then finally when I invested in in your services to create the website it just takes your business to a whole new level you know you start taking yourself more seriously which is uh, really important I think it's the most important thing yeah that entrepreneurs yeah. can do is to take themselves seriously yeah and usually that takes a financial commitment exactly right exactly oh I'm worth this this business is worth it yes. I need to I need to jump in and yeah. really uh, commit to myself and my business and my yeah. passion. Yeah. yeah. So what what compelled you to do this though? What compelled you to take that leap? Oh to to actually yeah. join we to actually join that? Uh, I think I think I just didn't overthink it. I think that's what I did. I didn't overthink it. It just seemed like the right thing to do at the time. Uh, I think you do have to follow your intuition sometimes. I mean, we put barriers on ourselves, and then at one point when we just sort of let go and then just dive into it, that's where the growth comes. You know, mm -hmm. just don't overthink it. That leads right into my my second question, which, um, you know, it looks so easy when people are looking at you from mm -hmm. the outside, and it looks so easy that, oh, well, she just did this, and or maybe people may think that, oh, joining a networking group isn't difficult. Mm -hmm. And for each individual, it's very different yeah. what um, a hurdle might be, what yeah. a road roadblock might be. Yeah. So I want to know um, if you experienced any hurdles to making big change, and yeah. what, what has been your biggest challenge in moving your business forward? Well, yeah, with regards, certainly with regards to doing a lot of things like the YouTube and even, um, you know, I've done some public speaking at the We Too and, and workshops and things like that. Uh, certainly not easy. Uh, I was extremely uh, introverted growing up and I was always like super quiet and, and never really spoke up in class. I remember my first interest, they called them interest talks. They were actually public speaking things in, in school. I remember the very first one I did was in grade six and it was, I did a talk about the bionic woman because I was obsessed with the bionic woman and we were supposed to do a five minute uh, oral presentation about a subject, right? And I spoke for exactly, I remember one minute and 40 seconds and my talk was done. And I remember just, I was just so petrified and I know a lot of people are petrified of public speaking, but I just think, you know, it's, it's just a matter, once you're in there and you're, you're talking about your subject that you're interested in, like for sure when I was doing craft shows and workshops, you know, craft workshops and stuff, I had no fear, you know, I was totally fine and, and very comfortable with what I was doing because I was almost presenting, you know, physically pre presenting um, a topic that I was an ex expert on. And I, I think that's, that was the hardest that's the hardest part for me was just getting over that hump of the whole 
public speaking, you know, fear type of thing. And I think it's just in practicing and just jumping into it that I've gotten better at it. And I'm still, you know, like like a lot of actors, I still get nervous sometimes when I go on live or or mostly do in person stuff. But it's just once you're into it, then it's then it's fine. It's amazing. It's really amazing, <laughs> and I can attest to it. I remember some of your first oh my god talks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so to go to go along with with that idea. What personality traits or characteristics do you possess that you feel are integral to being able to take these leaps of faith? Mm-hmm. What do you think it is within you within and what me? people need? Yeah, well, I think one of the traits for sure is a passion for learning. Like I always label myself as a lifelong learner because that's just, I just thrive on it. And uh, so I think that's something that keeps me going is just just wanting to know and getting caught in that rabbit hole of learning you know even when you get sucked into the internet and one thing leads to another and and even like earlier we were talking about oh what word could I use to make this sentence sound more um, believable or more have more impact like I'm on thesaurus.com like every day like I'm always looking for new words and synonyms and other ways to express myself in a way that's creative you know and I'm not a writer by any means but I love words like I I love Scrabble I just and I just love that idea of of being able to express yourself in many ways so Mm -hmm. so definitely like you know the learning aspect and also the desire to help people and to share. And I think that's something that I've just always naturally loved to do, um, whether it's sort of a, a selfish thing, you know, or, or not. Uh, who knows where these, you know, these desires come from. But in helping people, I really believe it's because I learn in the process. And I think, uh, you know, when that whole idea of when you when you teach you learn and I think that's a whole philosophy that that I live by mm-hmm. yeah that's well I can attest to the fact that <laughs> you are addicted to sharing and oh, addicted yes. to learning yeah, that's for sure sometime I actually had someone on my Facebook once that said Heather your your Facebook feed looks like a, looks like an advertisement or something because I was sharing so many things um, she DM'd me DM me to tell me that she, you know, she thought that I should change what I'm doing on social media. And I said, look, if you don't like it, I'm totally fine. Please unfriend me. I have no problem with it whatsoever. It's funny. I use my uh, Facebook page for that as well. Yeah. Share the work of clients. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Good to know. (laughs) But on social, you can't please everyone. And in reality, you can't please everyone. So you have to follow your own intuition and your heart. Absolutely. Um, So what do you do day to day Mm -hmm. to tap into that growth mindset for your business? Because it's, you know, it's, hard to stay in that mindset right yeah well I think you know definitely on the day-to-day the whole sharing aspect Uh, the other thing that I I do is I love community you know all kinds of community Uh, I'm a part of um, well the we too community there's also the creator HQ community which is a, a community for content creators in Montreal so I get I I 
do a lot with them, help organize events and get involved with them. But now, more recently, in the last two years, I've been building my own community on Facebook. So I have a Facebook group um, called the Wire Art and Jewelry Makers Club. And it started as all people that were watching my videos on YouTube. And what I would do was I'd share my videos, and but I would ask people to share their work based on my tutorials. So people would start posting pictures of their jewelry pieces that were based on my tutorials. And then um, I would collect up the photos and then I would create slideshows with their work. And they were like so thrilled that their stuff was getting shown on online. And then, uh, so making slideshows, sharing in the community section of my YouTube channel. And I found that's, you know, helped my YouTube a lot as well as building this community. So for me, definitely daily, I'm in my community. I'm, um, I'm approving new members. We're, we've grown already to 2,500 members, you know, in just over a year. Uh, I, I respond to every, every single comment. I have another moderator that helps me, you know, approve posts, but I respond to comments. I like, you know, new, new photos. I, I share the work. So, um, so I think to me, Every day I'm building community and that's important to me. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's, do you sleep? <laughs> um, 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah. I like sleep too. <laughs> it's, it's good for creativity, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so last uh, key, if you were to offer one bit of advice for listeners of the show as it relates to finding the courage to take those leaps, to mm -hmm. catapult forward, mm -hmm. what would it be? Well, uh, you know me, and you know that my my blog is actually called Start by Starting, and that's definitely my philosophy, is you just have to start. Um, even if it's not perfect, even if you don't think you're you're ready, it's. Uh, I love uh, Elizabeth Gilbert's book, um, Big Magic, and that's what she talks a lot about. Uh, you know, it's better to be done than perfect, and and that's my whole philosophy, because you can always go back. You can always go back, delete. Uh, the internet world has a very short memory span, so so you needn't worry that people are going to be thinking about what you posted two days ago or, you know, even an hour ago. And so you could always go back, delete, you can edit. Um, there's, I, I don't, I try not to get too hung up on perfection and that's the thing. So just, just starting is my best advice. I agree 110%. Just take that first step just do it yeah, yeah. and then yeah. it becomes so much less frightening yeah yeah definitely so where's the best place for listeners to connect with you outside of this episode okay so i have a lot of platforms uh so my website for my jewelry which will lead you to uh, my etsy shop and and to other social media is heatherboydwire.com on most platforms, I'm Heather Boyd Wire. So on YouTube, um, you know, LinkedIn, Twitter, all those Instagram. Actually, I have three Instagram accounts because I also write comics, which is a whole another side of my persona. So that's Heather Boyd Comics on Instagram. I have Heather Boyd Blog on Instagram, which is all my, you know, out and about events, sharing events and restaurants and things like that. And then Heather Boyd Wire on Instagram as well. And then I have my blog, which is startbystarting.tv. Or if you want to go directly to the podcast, it's storiesofstarting.com. Wow. Don't worry if you haven't caught any of that. <laughs> It'll all be in the show notes for you to download and see later. Uh, what a pleasure. Heather, wow. Thank That's you so fun. much. 
I am forever inspired and I have no doubt that you've given a great food for thought to our listeners. And uh, I just really want to thank you for joining us today. Oh, well, it's been an honor to be your first guest on the show. And I can't wait to see how your podcast evolves as well. Us too. Yes. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening in. Check out the show notes. And for more info on how to catapult your biz, go to catapultcatalyst.com.